Greetings and welcome. Now, in the current asset boom that we're experiencing in most investment classes at the moment, I get very concerned when I see a lot of investors getting caught up in the herd hysteria of the fear of missing out or FOMO to chase property rewards without considering the risks. So to add some balance to the reward versus the risk equation, we're joined by a successful active investor turned buyer's agent, Rusty Vibhav from Get Rare Properties, whose strong investment background has sent him to devote an entire chapter of his new book, The Property Blueprint, to this very important subject. So welcome back to Realty Talk, Rusty. My pleasure, Matt. Thank you so much. Rusty, uh, I know that you're a very firm believer that risks are underrated in the property industry. So let's start with how you define risks. Sure. Uh, before I talk about my definition, I typically would love to share that what is a typical understanding of risk. And people talk about that it's, A, first of all, it's not really, it's a dirty word. Not many people want to talk about it. And B, for them, uh, they, they define it as a capital preservation as other risk of losing money. Now, that's a very traditional definition in the minds of people who don't really know about much about investing. But coming from a financial markets background, the way we like to define in the, as, an, as in the financial literature is more about risk of unknown, like as a volatility, like it can go up and down as well. So, and that actually is a very good point from the viewpoint that it can be of two types, a downside risk where we are losing money, but then there's also upside risk, which whereby it is delivering a lot more than what we had. So the reason I shared this two different definitions that are traditional and a more of a modern or a financial literature definition is that lots of people get too much worried about risk as well. And what they say, no, I don't want to invest money because I might lose money. Now, I do challenge them and ask them that that's perfectly fine. You keep money in your bank. Of course, you earn change over there as, as the interest rates are super low. Uh, now, there are far more bigger risks around it as well. And the risk of not meeting your goals, not meeting your aspirations, being so dependent on your active income, like as in like a human capital. So... So the way I say is that definition of risk is that it's it's a risk of unknown, downside and upside risk. Yeah, beautifully and, said. Uh, and just to add on to it, like risk and returns are two sides of the same coin. They have to be going together. And for any potential investor, they should be looking at the ratio as in uh, risk adjusted returns that what they're getting out of it. Because if it's a consistent five cents in a dollar, if it's consistent, might be meaningful to someone, especially when people are retired towards their retirement age, versus you know uh, ten cents in a dollar, which can be two cents in a in a year particular one. So someone who can take the volatility, that means there's a there's a more shift in the expectation of the returns, will be considered more risky from that perspective, as otherwise. Yeah, yeah, nicely said. It, it puts a, a very different slant on on risk itself in terms of the opportunity side of it. So uh, sort of drilling down a bit then, Rusty, what, what are the risks in the property context? Look, there, there are quite a fair bit of risk involved in property investing. But before I get into it, I would also say that there's a far bigger risk of not taking any risk. Because if I look at, well, like one of the research says that 56% of Australians will not have enough money, even at the age of 65, to retire upon. Now, to me, 
that's a far bigger risk of not doing anything. So there's an opportunity cost. Yes, there's a downside risk that whatever you do today, you might lose, but there's an upside risk. As I said before, that as an, on a long-term average, property has been a wonderful asset class. Of course, we have to be mindful of the specific risk specific to the properties as well. So I'll touch base upon few um, on that, if, if, if that's okay. So first yes. of all, it's a, it's a market risk. A market risk, which basically saying that market might fall or the property value might go down. Um, but then to me, that's also an opportunity because not always, if you go by the law of averages, it has gone more up than down. Yeah. So long-term, it should be all right. Yeah. The other one is a property risk, like risk specific to the property. What if there is a storm? What if uh, you know um, uh, the, the, the building collapses or the wall falls over? So of course, there, there are ways to mitigate them. Maybe if it's okay, maybe I'll share how to mitigate them as well, because knowing the risk is not enough. We have to also know how we should be embracing them, how we should be mitigating them. Would that be okay, Roshi? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. So for, for market risk, it's more about how we go about diversifying it. Because, because diversification, the great thing about property is in Australian market context is we have multiple markets within the market. So, and, and as, a, as a smart investor or a strategic investor, one can choose to buy properties in diversified locations because when it is not synchronous markets, what it means is that if one property is going up, Second one is probably might be lower. So that might be on the downside, but on the better side of things, it's like when the, some properties are not doing so well, there will be other properties which will be holding their value very well. So diversification is the key thing. Also the research around like buying the properties in, in those areas which are the supply and demand equation is tilting towards the growth, but the demand is more than the supply. Yep. So, so that's how we can take care of the market risk. When it comes to the property risk, it's all about, buying the sound properties, getting, making sure that a, a professional building and test inspector is going out there, looking at the quality of the property at the time of purchase. But even beyond that, it should be more about the, how, as an investor, you are maintaining the property. Because sometimes it's easy to fix a small issue before it becomes a larger one. And of course, having a kind of a landlord insurance or building insurance as well, so that in case something goes, you know, like a storm comes, there's no, not much one can do but insurance cover would actually help us. Third type of the risk I would talk about is the interest rate risk in the sense that, okay, what if the interest rate, especially when we are at such a low end of the market, it will go up. It has to go up because that is the, uh, I guess the, one of the lever that RBA or you know, the government uh, professionals or officials can actually pull to, to sustain the market in the longer run. Yeah. But as an investor, we have to be mindful of it. You have to be conscious that what has been the average rate. And of course, banks, when they are lending money, they are conscious of that. But as an investor, we have to be mindful of our own buffers out there. So having healthy buffer for the properties that we have, um, maybe one of the tactics would be to fix the loan for some time. Uh, because that, then we know the exact cash flow irrespective of what happens with the RBA cash rate. Other type of the risk that people are very worried about, because I get to see or hear a lot, is about the bad tenants and the vacancies. Because we are relying that the mortgage payment will be covered, almost covered by the rental payments that we receive. But what if there's a bad tenant? Or what if there's a vacancy in the property? Now, again, it comes down to the due diligence of buying in those areas where the demand is, is higher. That means 
there will be always a demand for the tenants to live in the property. Now, what we also have seen that they might it might not be the case and sometimes the case of not really having the right property manager. So I've always believed that property investing is a business and property manager as well as the tenant are stakeholders of your business. Yep. If we treat our tenants nicely, if there's a reasonable request from the tenant, always, always listen with an open open mind that it might be worthwhile. Also not really overly charging them or you know going for meager rates because then sometimes for the sake of getting a quick tenant, we are probably compromising on the quality of the tenant. So having a quality property manager, again, that's something that really people think about the pricing only, the fees, whether 6% plus GST or 8% plus GST, they're worth the salt when it comes to the quality they can offer. So having that kind of assessment of the of, of the tenant and the presenting the property will make sure, and also the pricing of the property, like let's not be greedy. It's, it's more about getting the right tenant and have a longevity of the tenant in the property that will help. So the other thing that I talk about is overcapitalization. And what it means is that we should take investment as an investment only, not really taking as an emotional aspect, not really paying over too much for the property when it's not deserving that money or even when it comes to renovation. So the idea is that we should follow a strict budget when it comes to any A, a purchase, or B, as a renovation. Something that I also talk about is cash flow and liquidity, uh, which is more around, okay, what's, what's really happening? Because most of the time, like when we are working on building our portfolio, we always feel that, okay, we should, you know, someone who gets, uh, I guess, the bug of buying multiple properties very quickly, uh, we have to be very mindful of that what might happen later on, because are we actually biting more than what we can chew or, or it is just realistic and we are taking the right amount of opportunity at the same time, keeping the buffers with us. So not really overdoing it is, is also one of the aspects that we look at. And maybe if I can touch upon a different type of risk, which is a personal risk. Now, what it means is that, yes, we are building our property portfolio, but we as a property owner are a significant part of this business of investing. We have to really make sure that we as individuals are covered from our, with, with, with the right insurance cover. So when I'm saying, so what I really mean is that in the life cover, trauma, TPD, even income protection, that has to be there. And that's how we say that, okay, these are the risks. If you know them, then they are not really unknowns anymore. We can go and tackle one at a time look at how we can avoid them or mitigate them. And sometimes like a market risk, we should embrace them. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. So just to, to conclude then, because you've, you've covered a lot of uh, territory uh, already there, Rusty, uh, should, should we avoid all of the risks then in the context of what you've talked about? Not really. It really depends on what type of risk we are taking about, because if we avoid all of them, we are probably parking our money under our mattress. It's not really going to get us anywhere, right? It's, it's more about being open-minded to and, and being educated on what those risks are. Yeah, the risk, yeah. yeah, the risk is unknown, but when we know it, it's no, no longer a risk. So yes, we should avoid all the risks because it, it means that it's all unknown. But when we know them, but then there are a few things, you know, the nature, the force of nature, we can't really avoid. That's what we have to cover ourselves with the right insurance in place. 
Yeah, yeah, extremely well said. So I, I know you, you've actually uh, written an ebook specifically around risk. Uh, how can uh, listeners uh, get a get a copy of that? Sure. So, um, so the background of that was that uh, I was looking for the risk in, in property investing. I couldn't really find much of material there. So I was then preparing a book, writing a book. So there's it's a specific chapter on the risk, but I didn't want to do hold back and I actually release an ebook on that. So it's very much available on uh, my website, which is www.getrare.com.au slash resources. That's where you can see all the resources and one of them is over there. Brilliant. Excellent, mate. Well, look, uh, thanks for these very timely reminders, Rusty. And, and thanks again for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much.